Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And this week, I want to talk to you about self-care, including kindness to yourself and self-compassion. We don't normally think about these things when we talk about sugar because we're so focused on the food. But actually, what I found over the last couple of years of running the After Sugar Club and the Life After Sugar program is that when a lot of members come in, we start talking about sugar, but we end up talking about life, stress and healthier self-care than sugar. So I'll be talking more about this subject in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health with fermented foods and drinks. And cutting sugar and looking after your gut health are two of the healthiest ways of self-care. One thing I've noticed in After Sugar Club members and Life After Sugar program graduates and in myself in the past, although a lot less now, is the phenomenon of perfectionism. And I honestly blame the diet culture for focusing on following the rules or doing things right, or eating the right types of foods, telling us that there are no bad foods, but also 
dictating which foods we can or can't eat? I mean, I think that the diet culture develops this dysfunctional perfectionism in us. And I did this myself for like four decades. Trying to do everything right, trying to follow all the rules, and then beating myself up and feeling guilty and ashamed because I wasn't following the rules properly. Or maybe I was, but I wasn't getting the results that I was expecting. And I always thought it was my fault that maybe I was broken in some way. And maybe you relate, but you know what? You're not broken. That whole model of perfectionism is broken. In Life After Sugar, I believe that we deserve to enjoy our lives. And that means creating joy in our lives without the weight of rules that you break. Or if you do want to follow rules, you can make them. Trying to reach some sort of ideal, whether it's an ideal weight or an ideal body size or an ideal diet, well, if that makes you suffer, if it makes you feel bad about yourself, then that's a form of perfectionism that you can do without. And putting that type of pressure on yourself or the diet culture putting it on you is the opposite of self-care. So embracing your imperfection and basically your humanity, in my humble opinion, is one aspect of self-care. So instead of beating yourself up for not doing things properly or even not feeling your feelings properly and then trying to numb everything with chocolate or sugar or comfort foods, here are a few things you can do instead. For example, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can say to yourself, okay, one step at a time, and you can break things down into smaller steps. I like to make lists, and then actually I cut my list in half and spread it over twice as much time so that I always feel accomplished when I check off everything on my list. But actually, It's only half a list. And if you're feeling stressed, your self-talk can be, okay, I have permission to relax. That's a tough one because we rarely give ourselves permission to relax. It's like stress feeds on itself. And I don't know about you, but I often find ways to make myself more stressed when I'm stressed. It's like a form of self-sabotage. But I've learned a little trick to calm down my parasympathetic system. And it's basically just putting my thumb and my forefinger together, closing my eyes if I'm not driving or something, and just breathing a few times more slowly to relax and slow everything down. It only takes a few seconds and it kind of breaks that pattern. It's what's called a pattern interrupt and stops me from spinning into a horrible cycle of stress. Try it and see. You don't have to use your thumb and forefinger, any other type of action that kind of triggers this pattern interrupt could work for you. We live in a hugely stressful society, and I get that you may feel that there's nothing you can do to control the stress out there. And you're probably right. 
but we do have our personal power to control how we react to stress. One thing you can do is to get active. Get out for a walk or a jog or any other type of sport that gets those feel-good endorphins and other natural neural chemicals going that enhance your sense of well-being. Exercise or physical movement can also refocus your mind on your body's movements and that can help improve your mood. It doesn't need to be strenuous exercise. You can do something more gentle like stretching or yoga. And actually what a lot of the After Sugar Club members found was that when they cut sugar and flour and processed foods in general, they're better able to handle whatever stresses in life come up. And when they add fermented foods and drinks to their diet and improve their gut health, that also seems to have an effect on their mood and their way of dealing with stress. And because in the After Sugar Club, members get to connect with each other and even to laugh more, especially in our check-in calls, well, that's a great way to relieve stress and, well, to have fun. If you're the type that likes to write, like me, then maybe keeping a journal is something that could help you relieve stress. Sometimes just getting stuff out of your head and onto paper, even if no one's going to read it, or especially if no one's going to read it, is a way to lessen your stress level. And one other thing that people have told me helps, and it certainly helps me, is either to listen to music or to listen to podcasts, like this one. I just want to take a quick break to thank you for listening to this podcast, for rating it, and for leaving a review. I love reading your reviews. In fact, I'd love to read a couple for you now. This one is from Martin, a five-star review where he says, I very much enjoy Netta's podcast. Her programming is very thoughtful and she comes across as a sincere and genuine person who cares about her listeners. I like the fact that she identified and solved her own sugar problem. That gives her credibility and empathy. I've spread the word about her in a number of places because I honestly believe she could change people's lives. Thank you, Martin. And here's another five-star review from Linol that says, This is the podcast I didn't know I needed. I've been listening to this podcast every day in my car and slowly will be giving up sugar. So glad I found this podcast. And if you, dear listener haven't rated or reviewed this podcast yet, could I ask you to do that by scrolling down, tapping on the stars to rate this podcast, and tapping on write a review to write your review. The more reviews and ratings this podcast has, the more it gets shared, and the more people we can help to begin their life after sugar. Thank you. If you're like me and you tend to be anxious a lot, whether it's about things actually happening out there or what I call cartoons that you make up in your own head, you know, about situations that might happen or conversations that might happen and what someone else would say and how you would respond, 
you know, totally made up stuff, born from your anxiety, well, then one thing you can do for self-care is to recognize that you're in that cycle and to say to yourself, I'm okay. Everything's okay. I'm fine. I'm safe. Sometimes I have to make a huge effort to stop myself spinning into an anxious black hole and to say to myself, it's okay, Netta. You're fine. You're safe. Your self-talk, what you say to yourself during times of stress or anxiety, has a huge impact on how you feel. Talking to yourself gently and kindly can actually change your brain. There actually have been studies about how self-talk, whether it's self-criticism or respectful self-talk, affects the brain. It's so easy to get caught up on the negative things in our life, but when we focus on the negative, this type of scarcity mindset, we don't feel good. I'm not talking here about toxic positivity and looking on the bright side by ignoring reality, but using gratitude affirmations and gratitude meditation can actually help you rewire your brain. You'll create new positive thought patterns, new neural pathways that will help you feel happier and have a more positive outlook on life. And actually, there are several of these positive gratitude affirmations inside of the After Sugar Club. And the more you use these affirmations, the more you'll believe them. They'll become kind of ingrained in your brain and the thoughts will start becoming second nature. And what I can also tell you from personal experience, but also from the experience of the After Sugar Club members, is that following a nutrient-dense diet that's rich in whole foods like vegetables, fruits, meats, fish or plant-based proteins, eggs, seeds and nuts, and of course, preferably homemade fermented foods and drinks, well, this type of sugar-free diet can go a long way to minimize anxiety. And again, in my personal experience and the experience of the After Sugar Club members, over time, the less sugary and starchy processed foods you eat, the less you end up wanting them and needing them. And you may even find yourself not thinking about them anymore and not needing to reach out for, air quotes, comfort foods because you're getting comfort elsewhere and in other ways than with sugar. But over and above scientific studies, how does your own self-talk affect you? Does negative self-talk make you feel worse? Or does it give you some kind of motivation? Both are valid. And the same goes for positive self-talk. If talking to yourself gently and kindly reduces your level of anxiety, then that's a skill that you can develop. What about if you're feeling sad? It's perfectly valid to feel sad and it's perfectly valid to cry or to react in any other way. One way of self-care is to say to yourself, I'll get through this and express your sadness when it comes up for you, knowing that this too shall pass. 
One particularly uncomfortable emotion is anger. Some of us, especially women, are not used to feeling anger or at least we're not used to expressing it. Or we might be able to express it, but in an aggressive or violent way. Anger itself isn't bad, but learning how to express it in a way that helps you and doesn't hurt others is a skill. A bit like learning a language. You're not going to be very good at it at first, but with practice, you can get better at it. And I can tell you that I'm not very good at expressing my anger. I tend to squash it down. But what I can also tell you is that it is definitely possible to learn to express your feelings, especially uncomfortable ones like anger, without resorting to eating sugar. There are healthier ways to express your anger or to release rage, like screaming into a pillow, singing it out. I do that in my car when I'm on my own. Dancing it out, doing a tough workout, journaling, or venting to a trusted friend, or in a safe place like inside of the After Sugar Club, drawing or painting or gardening or doing any activity that makes you lose track of time and gets you in the flow. It may not always be possible to change your surroundings or to get away when you're feeling angry. So any of the anger management skills I just mentioned may make you feel better. Okay, so what if you're completely exhausted, just drained after a long day or a long week or a fight with your spouse or your kids or your parents or your boss or whoever? What if you're just drained, exhausted and burned out and you don't want to think about anything? You just want to eat something now and be mindless and have the pain just disappear? Well, maybe you've been doing that all your life and how's that working for you? I'm not saying this to be judgmental. I'm just trying to point out that nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you want a different result from the one you've always had, then you probably need to do something differently. Look, if you're tired or exhausted, rest. Stop. You're allowed to rest. It's not selfish. And your needs matter. I know that as a mom. I often put my needs way down at the bottom of the list so that I can look after everyone else. But actually, you know how they say to put your oxygen mask on first when you're on a plane and they do that speech about safety? Well, they have a point. You do need to look after yourself first. Otherwise, there's no way you can take care of everyone else, especially yourself. And really, whenever you're feeling upset, it's okay. Your feelings are valid. I know they may be uncomfortable. I mean, I have them too. I'm not a robot just because I'm sugar-free. And in a way, when you don't use sugar as some kind of a screen or as a stress reliever or as an emotional crutch, your feelings are kind of more in your face. They're more raw and maybe even more painful 
because, well, you have to deal with them. And that is uncomfortable. I recognise that. But look, what's the alternative? Either you don't deal with your feelings and then you have to deal with the side effects of eating sugary and starchy processed foods or you learn to deal with your feelings without using sugar as a crutch. It may not be easy, but you have the choice. As they say, choose your heart. And the same goes for when you're feeling lonely or rejected. Sometimes it can be really uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable. This feeling of not being good enough, this imposter syndrome, and just sometimes feeling misunderstood and, yeah, lonely. In today's society where we've never been more connected technologically, at the same time, feelings of loneliness, FOMO, which is the fear of missing out, and comparisonitis, as I call it, that means comparing with others and feeling like you're falling short, well, these are common feelings. And a lot of us need a support system to help us navigate these difficult times. The After Sugar Club is one such support system, but there are many, many more. And reaching out to someone may be the best thing that you ever did to mitigate these feelings of loneliness and rejection. I recently came across a beautiful concept called glimmers. Glimmers are small moments that spark joy or peace, which can help cue your nervous system to feel safe or calm. And experts say that this mindset shift to see the glimmers in your life can make a positive impact on your mental health. So see if you can start noticing these glimmers in your life. So if you're feeling unloved or lonely, how can you find concrete, real proof that you are lovable and that you're not alone? Because I can tell you this from my personal experience and from the experience of the After Sugar Club members as well, sugar is not your friend. It doesn't love you back. It's an inanimate object. It wishes you no harm, but it also does you no good. So instead of relying on sugar for self-care, well, you need to rely on yourself. But it's tough to get there all on your own. You may need a helping hand. So if you're ready and committed to your own well-being, which includes healthier self-care than sugar, then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button. Join the club to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the Premium After Sugar Club, where you'll get much more personalized and customized guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, 
you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the premium option. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.